Show Me The Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. And this one is one of my favourite topics, beer. Now, the, the science of beer, if you like. Now, we have covered this before, actually, but this is a bit different. Guess what? It's the science of non-alcoholic beer, of all things. You might wonder, how could that become a topic for a podcast? Well, I just came across a really interesting article on the topic of beer and non-alcoholic beer and some of the ways in which they're making non-alcoholic beer. And it's important because we are still in a period uh, of dry January. January, you might say, where people give up the old booze, don't they, for their health, or try and cut back on it. And one way to do that is to drink non-alcoholic beer. And of course, for years, it hasn't been that great. And that's what I'm going to really talk about, the flavours and so on. Uh, and, but now it's becoming more and more popular. And a recent survey, that we love numbers, us scientists remember, uh, showed that one in six now of beer drinkers are expressing an interest in switching to non-alcoholic or at least occasionally taking you know, so that's a lot of people and that's up 30% since 2019 so the interest in non-alcoholic beer is growing all the time and I think it's partly because probably good advertising let's face it but also because they are tasting really good some of these non-alcoholic beers now I like the odd pint myself and I was in the pub the other night my local and someone ordered zero Guinness and I thought oh I'll taste that and it didn't taste too bad actually so, so you never know maybe every, if every second round was non-alcoholic wouldn't that be good it would help our health anyway and keep the brewers happy too so so it's becoming a very interesting area and maybe we can think more about promoting in various ways not from an advertising point of view but just from from a health point of view now what is non-alcoholic beer well it's defined as having less than 0.5 percent alcohol now i guess as as any drinkers listening will know most beers are four or five percent you know alcohol by volume, you know, so if you take a pint, you know, 5% of that in your glass is alcohol, and that's why we drink, isn't it? Because the ethanol has various effects on our brains. Um, now, remember, uh, it's okay to drink in moderation, um, but, and in fact, there's some evidence moderate drinking is good for you, but excess is a huge crisis in, in, in many countries, including Ireland, so, so we, don't, we don't want to advocate for that. A little bit of beer, a little bit of wine, uh, occasionally, there's health benefits, and it is the ethanol, largely, that's bringing those health benefits. Uh, see, but to, to find yourself, I suppose, in marketing terms as being non-alcoholic is less than 0.5%. Now, the, the big question has been, how do you get the alcohol out of the beer without destroying the taste? Now, again, that's a scientific question. Let's, we love science. should always start with a question. Uh, and this question would be, can you make non-alcoholic beer that tastes almost like the original alcoholic stuff? Uh, and that's a scientific point. It's also to do with taste and so on. But can you do it? And the answer is you seem to be able to. And many surveys now from my reading of it are showing that when you taste these non-alcoholic beers, they don't taste too, too different to the original product. Now, the problem is you brew the beer. Uh, the yeast, of course, is the organism, the microscopic organism. And what it does is it takes uh, carbohydrates, usually sugar type compounds glucose is a good one from the stuff you're sticking in and that might be barley or it might be grapes if it's wine or whatever and the yeast in its normal life even in the wild will take those carbohydrates burn them burn them up you know because we all need carbohydrates for fuel like we we take glucose in ourselves and all life does that but a byproduct is ethanol this chemical ethanol and one of the big mysteries is why do yeast bother to make it they don't get drunk themselves presumably they live on their own they're single-celled creatures uh, one reason they think is they're making it to kill bacteria because ethanol 
is toxic and maybe that's one reason for this byproduct. It could just be a byproduct like, like fumes coming off an engine, by the way. We also make carbon dioxide as a byproduct. That's why we put yeast in bread. There's a fact for you. We must, we must do the science of bread one day. But carbon dioxide comes off and that's why bread rises. You know, So, so yeast is used for baking because uh, it makes carbon dioxide as well. But it's the ethanol that we're concerned with here. And um, the ethanol level will, 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 will um, increase as the yeast metabolizes all the carbs. Uh, and, and, and the highest you can get to is 17%, by the way, they reckon, ethanol. And then the yeast starts to die off. Now, that's why you see some wines are around 12-15%, but you can't go above 17 because then the yeast dies. And guess what? Way back in the year 800, a Muslim alchemist, right, discovers distillation. Now, distillation is the opposite to what I'm talking about, actually. So what you do is you heat the thing up, and the ethanol has a lower boiling point than water. Ethanol will boil at 78 degrees centigrade. So if you heat up a brew, right, and it can be like from grapes, say, or anything really, uh, the ethanol will come off at a lower temperature and you can capture it through a thing called condensation, just like water on your window condenses. And you can gather that ethanol and now get really concentrated and that's what distillation is. And of course, that was discovered in the year 800 um, by a very famous uh, alchemist called Jabber Im Hayan is his name. Uh, and he was trying to, he was doing al- 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 alchemy at the time and he, he discovered distillation. Of course, that then gave rise to new alcohol products. Spirits were now invented, as it were. And it's a bit of an irony, I think, that he was Muslim. And of course, the Koran forbids alcohol, and yet it was a Muslim scientist, as it were, who discovered distillation. But now you get things, get the brandies and whiskies being made, and they've got much higher ethanol, haven't they? They've got like 40, 50% through distillation. And that was, that was in some ways, one of the earliest bits of chemistry that we, that we humans discovered in the year 800, you see. But I'm talking about the opposite. I'm trying to get, get the ethanol out of this to make it non-alcoholic. Now, overall... In a pint of beer, it's it's 99% water and ethanol. And the 1% that's left is in the flavours. So you've got to be careful. You're messing with this 1%, as it were, when you're trying to get rid of the ethanol. And what are the flavours? Well, this is why we drink beer as well, of course. Uh, hops is added. That gives this pungent flavour. You get a, a sweetness. Sugars can come off the grains that are being used. Uh, and if you're a chemist... And if any chemists listening in, you never know. Terpenes, esters and amino acids, they contribute to the flavour. But the trouble is, they don't like being heated. So you can imagine if you heat the thing up to 78 to boil off the ethanol, which was the main method that was used to make low-alcohol beers uh, for a long time, uh, that will also damage some of these flavours. Now, we know this um, from sunlight will also damage the flavours. And you know when you're drinking your, your cool beer, in, if you're in you know, Spain or somewhere, and they stick a bit of lemon, a lemon slice or a, or a lime slice in the top, that's to mask the horrible flavour that the sunlight's creating in the beer. That's why that was put in originally. It wasn't to make it look cool. Uh, because sunlight will damage some of these flavours as well through the heating up. They call it light struck in the beer business, by the way. If, if sunlight is on beer, it causes the flavour to change. It's called light struck. So, so we know these damaging things can happen. So the heating is not the way to go, basically. Another, another chemical called acetaldehydes, they give lager its flavour, for example. And myrcene, another chemical that's a terpene from hops, all of these can be damaged by heating. And the, and the chemists working on beer, uh, you know, discover this, I guess. So the question was, could you get the alcohol to come off without the temperature thing, right? Now, remember, 78 degrees is when the alcohol boils. Well, guess what? If you've ever done any um, hiking, and I used to as a young person. Uh, if you go up the mountains and you boil something, right, the temperature drops at which a liquid boils. So if you try to boil water at a very high altitude, it'll boil at, say, 60, 70 degrees. It won't be really hot at all. So what that means is the air pressure 
because as you go higher, the air pressure drops. Liquids boil at lower temperatures. Now, chemists know this very well. These are called the colligative properties of chemicals, by the way, if you want to know. But the thing is, we know that by decreasing pressure, things boil at a lower temperature. And the example of climbing up a mountain is one. So guess what these clever chemists did? Why don't we boil off the alcohol then under low pressure? So if you stick the beer in a low pressure kind of container, as it were, and then see what happens, the alcohol begins to come off at a lower temperature. And incredibly, some of these brewing companies, from what I can read in the article I, I came across, if, if you get the pressure low enough, the ethanol comes off at room temperature. Okay, so it just begins to boil off at room temperature and then you get rid of it. And obviously room temperature, you don't damage the flavour. So the secret to the new non-alcoholic beers, it seems, is to boil off the alcohol at a much lower pressure and therefore you don't damage the chemicals. And it's got so effective now that it's almost close to room temperature and none of these complex chemicals then, like the terpenes and so on, are being damaged anymore because they don't get damaged at room temperature, do they? And you've got to make sure you don't shine sunlight on the beer either. Uh, And that seems to be the answer to keeping the flavour intact and it's a big success story. So when you drink your zero, zero beer, and it can be from anybody, Heineken, Carlsberg, Guinness, they all do it. All the major brewers are selling non-alcoholic beers because the market is growing all the time. It's using this technology more than likely. Now, some of them haven't disclosed this, mind you it's proprietary because they've got a secret way to do it i guess but that's the suspicion that they're all using this low pressure approach to do it the other approaches that they've been using is you can sometimes add enzymes into the brewing process that modifies the sugars and the yeast can't quite metabolize them in the same way and can't turn those sugars into so much ethanol so in other words all the other chemicals are still there because they aren't affected by these enzymes. Um, But you can still make the other byproducts, as it were, that still have the flavour. That's another approach. Um, And things like the banana flavour, and some beers taste like banana, especially the ones in Belgium. Uh, A mild buttery flavour. It's great the way these brewers uh, uh, describe different flavours. That that, that can be preserved if you're using these enzymes. So that can can preserve the flavour. So I suspect some of them are using enzymes as well to to modify the fermentation process such that less alcohol is coming off the uh, extracts of plants that you're using, be it barley or whatever grains that you're using, but you're still seeing these flavours are still there, like like from hops, for instance. So that's another approach, I guess. But the pressure one seems to me to be a key one. And then the other thing is, though, to say it's not quite the same. And if you do a, a taste test and you get people to say, look, here's the zero versus or 0.0, 0. 0.5% less, uh, does it taste the same? It's not quite the same. And the reason for that is the alcohol, the ethanol, enhances the taste sensation. So it gets into your taste buds and modifies how you're tasting things and can enhance that. So because there's no ethanol there, you're going to alter that that taste sensation, I guess, is one thing. It's also more viscous than water, ethanol, another chemical property. Uh, And it coats the tongue in a different way and that seems to affect the taste as well. So it's not quite the same. But having said that, uh, the low alcohol beers, when they're assessed in blind tasting, uh, they're said to taste maltier and some people like that malty flavour you see so so I guess it depends on the type of beer you're drinking it looks to me as if um, the IPAs of the world and the stouts and so on maybe they fared a bit better but then it's up to people's own personal preference some don't mind a slightly different taste so but overall this non-alcoholic stuff shall we say or even low alcohol beers are becoming more and more prominent the taste has improved and therefore you know as I say they're going to be more popular I guess down the line and could be one of the answers that we're looking for to help us control 
control the amount of beer that we drink. And as I say, what's wrong with having a, a zero zero every second round or whatever it might be? You see, and the, your, your intake of alcohol will be slightly less. And some, of course, prefer the taste and they opt for the, the, um, the non alcoholic beer anyway, and that's great as well. So, the science of, of non alcoholic beer, in other words, has improved through great technologies. Understanding chemistry was needed for this, of course. Uh, and therefore, we see these new products emerging that are that are more acceptable, I guess, to the consumer. So, really, that's, that's the, uh, the future in some ways of brewing. And every brewer is very much involved in that. So, there you have it the science of non alcoholic beer. And thanks very much for listening, as ever. And uh, my podcast is available every Thursday. And this is a news talk production.